everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 338 of the show. This episode is actually me telling my story, but it's really cool. Even if you've heard my story, I actually just listened back to it and there's a lot of training inside of it. So I think that it's super applicable to, uh, to be not only sharing this, but also with a perspective of somebody who did have a good job and was told uh, so many times not to quit the job, you know, keep the steady income, etc. Because I do know a lot of you are on this entrepreneurship journey and it doesn't necessarily make sense to you right now why people are speaking to you the way they're speaking to you. And I think that maybe this will give you some clarity around that and also just encourage you to keep going forward in your dreams because, guys, it's really, really really important that you do that. So with that said, this is episode 338. If you don't know, these next three episodes are all going to have a $500 giveaway. This is the $500 giveaway, $1,500 giveaway because we had 1,500 five-star reviews on the podcast. So first of all, thank you to all of you who take the time to leave those reviews. Thank you for those of you who subscribe and thank you for those of you that share it in your Instagram story. I think you know this, but I don't pay for any ads. I haven't run any sponsorships. I haven't done anything like that. And yet here we are on this podcast and it continues to grow every single day, week, month, etc. And I just want to make sure I shout out to all of you for taking the time to, uh, to do that. It means a lot to me when you leave those reviews. So I have to go grab the review. I had it screenshot and I can't find it. So I will be right back. Enjoy episode 338 of the show. So the first winner of $500, and I'll actually give you a week to claim it because I know I've been in Costa Rica chilling a little bit and I have not been uploading podcasts. So the first winner is actually, I threw it all the way back, y'all. The first $500 winner is from the very first reviewer ever of the podcast two years ago, Danielle Mybel Fuego, five stars. Jessie Lee will get you fired up. She has a passion for helping everyone succeed, so soak it all in. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, her positive vibes and am up personality will leave you wanting more. Oh, I love it. Make sure y'all screenshot this, put it in your stories with your biggest takeaway when you hear this episode of the show. And we'll be back tomorrow for another $500 giveaway. Oh, well, hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? My name is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee. Oh my gosh, the energy. I'm here for it. Let me switch you to gallery mode so I can see all my new friends. Oh my gosh. So like, I actually swear to you, I wanted to tell you that I'm your best friend in case you don't know. So I just drank a fizz stick for the first time in my life and I did it for you. Okay. All right. So this might turn into a crazy call. All right. So moving, (laughs) just kidding. I don't even know what it's going to do, but it had bubbles in it. So that was fun. All right. So I don't know if you drink those, but if you do, you throw it in the chat. So I'm excited because I actually very rarely get asked to tell my story and uh, I think I, I think that's because I probably tell it so often in little tiny chunks that people kind of sort of maybe know um, a little bit about me or maybe they've listened to episode one of the podcast. I don't know. But this excites me because I do think it's super important to take you way, way back. And the reason I want to take you way, way back if you are taking notes because like I can't help myself. I have to train. You know? Like I have to. Is because you should never tell the glory without telling the story. Okay? And so for those of you that are currently in the story, which, you know, plot twist, you're always in the story, okay? You're always growing is that no one really cares about the glitz and the glam mostly because most people don't think it's possible for them. And so if you lead with all of this really fancy stuff, people go, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. 
and then you actually deter them. So a lot of the time, um, AKA almost all the time, I come on the internet looking like this. Okay. I just don't care anymore because this is, I mean, I did get my hair done, but that's just cause I own a hair salon now. Okay. It's not that exciting. It's just what I do on Tuesdays. All right. But like, I'm not putting makeup on. I'm not touching my face. I washed it. All right. Like we're making progress. All right. I brushed my teeth for you. And like I said, I had a fizz stick. So what more could a girl need? So, uh, I wish I were in New Zealand. I do believe the weather is nicer there, but, uh, and I have been there, but not like too much, only Auckland area. But so clearly I need to go and do all the things. So hopefully all these Kiwis on here will invite me back to your, back to your land after COVID. Uh, but anyway, I want to take you back to 10 years ago because, well, no, no, no. Let me take you way, way back. Okay. I want to take you back to Middletown, Maryland, 30, well, 30 years ago. Okay, so I grew up in a small country town in Maryland, and now it's a golf course, but at the time it was a really kind of beat down town. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on. It was a farm town. I don't know if anybody can relate. And I grew up in a family that just didn't have a lot of stuff. So I was the kid that I was always made fun of. My clothes didn't fit. We didn't have enough food. I sent my dad to jail when I was nine years old. It was a domestic violence situation. Uh, I was raised by my grandparents. So my Nana is the house I would go to five days a week after school. I would ride the school bus there. So if you ever hear me talk about my Nana, that's what I mean by raised. Um, I understand my mom gave birth to me and, and tried to feed me, but Nana raised me. Um, and that's how I grew up. I grew up just understanding. Well, I, I kind of had the, I don't know if this makes sense, but it was like there were the haves and the have nots. I don't know if anybody feels like that, but that is definitely how I felt growing up. I was like, oh, that's reserved for the special people. Like all this stuff is reserved for the skinny, pretty girls, you know, like everything. Cause this is back before JLo. So like booties weren't cool. Thank God they are now. But like back in my day, right. I was just being made fun of for everything. Nothing was good enough. And, uh, I knew I wanted to get out of Middletown, Maryland. I knew I didn't want to be like those people that gets, you know, they, they move five miles, you know, five kilometers from their house. And it's like the, always a small town mentality. And so I went to college on a full ride. Uh, so I'm a bit nerdy in case you can't tell. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Camila knows or Callum. I don't know. Do you know Bex? I'm a nerd. Okay, let's get it together. So I went to school on a full academic ride and it was, it was awesome. I got to get out of the small country. I went to school in New York City. I graduated with a 4.0 top of my class. Uh, and that was really because Nana taught me my whole entire life that education mattered. So whatever your parents are telling you, okay, hold on a second. We got a baby. Whatever your mom is telling you, whoever Kelly Dodd's child is that's next to you. Okay. Mom is right. <laughs> all right. No, but, um, you know, I, you just start to see all these life lessons that, that go through your life as you reflect back on them. Like Steve Jobs has a quote, if you're taking notes, he says that your life is connected by the dots, but you don't see the dots until you look back. Does that make sense to everybody? Right? Like you'll notice when times in your life are dots. Like maybe this Zoom today is a dot that five years from now, when you're making a million dollars a year, you go, oh my God, that call with Jesse Lee, that loud American girl. Okay. She was one of my major dots. And so my whole 
my whole life in general, you know, it wasn't glitz and glamour. It was a disaster. I wouldn't wish my childhood on anybody. I'm leaving a lot of the nasty details out. But I will tell you that graduating college, I went back to Maryland. I got a job in a pathology lab as a research assistant. And this is where it turned into entrepreneurship. Because when I was going to college, I had a full ride. I don't know if you can relate to this stuff. But when you have a full ride, you're paying for nothing. So I didn't pay for any of my schooling, any of my books, any of my food, any of my, um, any of my, uh, my housing. I didn't pay rent. And I had three jobs because I always had this work ethic about me, right? I liked collecting money. So I would get all these scholarships and then I was waiting tables in Times Square. Has anyone ever been to New York City? Anyone ever been? I don't know. I want to know. No, not yet. Okay, well, you can come. Some of you have. Ooh, dancing around. Okay, so I was waiting tables in Times Square. Um, right. And then I was also selling massage chairs on fifth Avenue and I was a nanny out in Queens. So like when I slept, I'm not sure. Cause I was <laughs> school and three jobs, but like I was making over a hundred grand a year at 18 years old. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you know, like if I felt cool, man. All right. And I didn't have any expenses. And then what had happened was I went back to Maryland and this job at the pathology lab, after taxes, I was making about $35,000 a year. But everybody was so proud of me. Ha hear me on this. How many of you are in your business right now and people are trying to tell you, you got to get a job. You got to do this. You got to do that. What are you doing? That's not stable. Because that's all I was told. I was told over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Keep the job. You need the medical benefits. Keep the job. It's stable income. Keep the job. Keep the job. Keep the job. And I don't know if you relate to any of this, but again, dots in your life. Let me tell you one of my dots. Do any of you remember what happened in 2008? An economic crisis, right? Right, The economic crash, the Great Recession started in 2008. The housing market, right? The housing market crashed here in America, right? Banks got bailed out. Well, let me tell you one of my dots that I'll never forget. I left school. Remember I told you I went to school in New York City? I lived in Brooklyn. I don't think I've ever told the story actually. So <laughs> y'all get a little bit of extra sauce. All right, must be the fizz stick. Here we go. So I... I, I had to travel downtown, connect at Wall Street, and then go over to Brooklyn. Like, you could connect at a few places, but I connected a lot down at Wall Street on the trains, okay? I don't know why, but, like, I believe in God. I don't know if you do. But for some reason, I walked out of the subway to get water or something like this on this day in 2008. And I saw all of these people pouring out of Lehman Brothers, with boxes, like, you know, they're boxes when you, when you clear off your desk, like literally cardboard boxes. And I'm like, what's going on? And these bankers are crying, right? Like literally grown men were crying on the side of the street in New York City. I'm like, what is going on? And then you start hearing uh, sirens. You start seeing all of these massive, um, like, like uh, you know, like the TV station trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Like the huge vans with the, with the cameras all over them start flying down the streets and, and pulling out in front of it. And I'm like, what? So for me, thank God for that. Thank God for that dot in my life. Thank God for that dot in my life because what happened was I went, 
I don't think anybody's jobs are safe. Like it twisted this thing in my mind where when people tried to tell me, oh, you're, you should really work a nine to five, an eight to five, you need the benefits, da da da. Those people lost all their retirement. Those people lost all of their income. Those people were living on crazy lifestyles, not saving money, thinking they had jobs for the rest of their lives. And they're walking out with a freaking box like this. I happen to have a cardboard box, but this is, you know, full of ketones. Ah! This is full of ketones. They're walking like this. Hold on, I'm having a phone issue. They're walking out of Lehman Brothers like this. And I saw it with my own eyes. And so I say that to you because when people started telling me that I was crazy, when I was complaining about going a little more broke every two weeks, I don't know if you can relate to that, but every two weeks my paycheck would come and I had to now pay for rent and now I had to pay for food and now I had a car because there's no public transportation in Middletown, Maryland and I had to pay for insurance. I'd have to pay for car insurance before. That's not a thing when you don't have a car and I had to pay for gas and I had to pay for all this normal people stuff that all of you around the world pay for. I was going more and more broke every two weeks when I'm paid. It was like, I, I almost, does, can anyone relate to that? Like I didn't even want to get paid because the money was already gone. And I was sick of making excuses as to why I couldn't go places. I was making excuses like, oh, no, I, would, I don't really like going out to that, that bar. No, no, no. Oh, no, like I, that restaurant is like not my favorite. So that's, meanwhile, I'm broke. Like I'm sick of lying to my friends. I don't know if you can relate. I was lying to my friends about why I couldn't go places because I knew I was going further and further into debt. And I was trying to stop myself from drowning. And then I was renting this basement this whole time. I'm renting just a room in the basement in, in uh, Frederick County, Maryland. Didn't have my own, uh, didn't have my own kitchen, didn't have my own bathroom. And the person who I was renting the room from, she goes, hey, uh, starting next month, you owe me another $300 a month if you want to stay living here. And I'm like, what? Yeah, do you hear my little dog cry? That was me. Are you okay, Wookie? I'm right here. Come here. Okay? I'm like, are you kidding me? $300? I'm like, where am I supposed to find $300 from? Like, does money grow on trees or does it fall from the sky? Can somebody please alert me on how you randomly find an extra $300 a month? Because I wasn't going to get a $300 a month raise at the lab I was working in. That's not a thing. Normal people jobs, no. They might give you an extra, what, dollar an hour if you're lucky once a year. Crazy. Crazy. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the person looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, well, then maybe you should start one of those at-home businesses. <laughs> so I don't know how y'all got into business, but let me tell you something. A lot of you don't talk to people about business and you better start doing it. A lot of you don't open your mouths about business to people because you go, well, why would Marina want that, right? Why would Court want that? This No, there's no way. There's no way that Jules wants this. There's no way. Well, how do you know if you don't talk to them? Because nobody talked to me. I was really good at pretending life was good. A lot of people out there right now across the world from me are pretending life is good. Am I right? Oh, it's fine. It's just COVID. Oh, it's fine. No, it's just fine. Oh, yeah. They, there are more people with BMWs and, hon, over there you abbreviate everything. So you call it like Mercs. You don't even say Mercedes, all right? So you got these Mercs, all right, in your in your driveways, okay? And you, they're sitting in the driveway because there's no gas in them. 
you know? But nobody, like, everyone pretends. Everyone puts up this front on social media. Nobody talked to me. Can you imagine if I was your personal recruit? Just for, like, a second. Just imagine what your life would look like if you recruited me. Because, <laughs> y'all, I was very open. I was very open. I just didn't even know this stuff existed because nobody sent me a link. Nobody went live about it. Well, there was no live video back then, but nobody invited me to a party. Nobody invited me. Nobody sent, no, nobody sold me samples of anything. Nobody did anything. Nobody said, hey, have you ever, you know, considered an at-home business? No, until I was literally going dead broke. Somebody, somebody told me, well, you better start an at-home business. I literally Googled at-home businesses that make the most money. And I joined the first company I saw. I got randomly sorted. Can you imagine this? I got sorted in a lead generator for a company and dumped under somebody that was in a 20 mile radius of me. Had never met her. Couldn't even say her name. I learned how to, but like, I didn't know who she was. Total stranger. Total and complete stranger. That is the definition of a lottery, by the way. But anyhow, like, I say that to you because I was hungry. Okay, you want, there are a couple of things that I, as soon as I see it, I'm like, ooh, we got a live one. First of all is hunger. I can't teach you to be hungry. I can't teach you to want your life to be different. I can't teach you to be frustrated. I can't teach you to get up and do the live video. I can't teach, I can't make you do it. You know what I mean? The hunger. And then I was so freaking coachable. If you're coachable, I already know. Like, I'm like, oh. Woo! Look at Pearl go, okay? Like, if you're coachable, I know. If you're on this call, you're probably coachable, right? And then somebody that was willing to be mentored, somebody that was willing to actually do the work. I was willing to do the work. I was willing to fail. I was willing to look like a fool. I had no problem looking stupid to get out of the situation I was in. And a lot of you are so concerned about what other people think about your lifestyle that you're not going to ever be a top earner because you're so concerned about what other people think. Why? Everybody is judging everybody else. They are not judging you. I swear by this. You think they're thinking of you. Check yourself. Who have you been watching the entire time on this Zoom? I'll answer very quickly for you. You. Kara's been looking at Kara. Victoria's been looking at Victoria. Kelly's been looking at Kelly. Laura's been looking at Laura. Pascale's been looking at... Like, you are all looking at yourselves. Because you can't. You all got dressed up for what? I didn't get dressed up. I'm looking at your faces because I'm over here trying to make some friends. All right, Izzy's my new friend. All right, like, but most people are over here literally staring at themselves like, does everyone see that I literally curled my hair today? Like, do they, do they even, can they even tell that I put the right shirt on? Like, this one makes me look really, okay, okay, no, no one noticed because they're so concerned with themselves. If you want to change your life, you've got to stop caring. And so I made this transition where my, and look, my level of belief was right at that 300, Okay. I knew I could figure out how to make another $300 a month, but that was it. I didn't think it would be this. And I will tell you, I spent four and a half years in a belly to belly business in people's homes. It's how I got good at public speaking. It's how I got good in front of people. It's how I felt the fear of back to, you know, elementary school when nobody would sit with me. Nobody would sit with me in middle school. Nobody would sit with me in high school. I literally had no friends. Okay. It's how you go from that to, to, to this. Is going, well, I do not feel good about this. I do not want to go into these people's houses. These people are prettier than me. They look smarter than me. I'm pretty sure they're better than me. They make more money than me, but I'm going to try to sell them some stuff anyway. 
This is just the reality. And I did it for four and a half years, uncomfortable literally every single time. Five, six, seven days a week I was in people's homes. And then five years ago, I found network marketing. October 2015, I found network marketing. And I was like, oh my God. And let me tell you something. People will try to tell you, and this is the second time I've kind of mentioned this, but people will try to tell you how you should live your life. And I would encourage you to stop and not allow that to happen. And the reason I say that is because as soon as I saw what network marketing compensation plans were like, I could not look back. And somebody from the corporate office at my direct sales uh, my direct sales company, she said, oh, but you're in a stable company. You're making $175,000 a year. This is stable income. What if you join a network marketing company and it all falls apart? <laughs> On the street in Chicago, I still remember it like it was yesterday, okay? And in my gut, in my soul, a lot of you want uh, what I like to say is a sixth sense. A lot of you want a sixth sense to tell you what to do. You have one. It's your intuition. It's that feeling in your chest or that feeling in your gut or that thing in your throat that's like, go run towards it, May. Go run away from that, Crystal. Go all in on this. Like, get in this business. Whatever that is, you've got to follow that. And my gut was screaming at me. It was like, get the hell out of this party flag company. Leave it all behind. And I'll tell you, they kept that $12,000 check that month. And I swear, I thought I was going to barf. I was like, $12,000, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm poor. Okay, like, it's so crazy because I thought that $12,000 was like the be all end all. I'm like, oh my God, I got to figure out how to make $12,000 a month again. Oh God, oh God. Like, I was so nervous. I was so nervous, but I knew intuitively I was going to the right place which was network marketing. And I will tell you, long story short, because I know I'm like already over time, it has been the smartest, biggest blessing of my life. I am not just a network marketer now. I am a serial entrepreneur. I own multiple businesses. I have nine very secure streams of income. My network marketing company, I just won an award. So this is not like an income claim. But two days ago, um, I won an award, which A, yes, top earner in the company. But the award is, to, is that I make at least $200,000 a month now every single month of 2020. It's like way more than that, but that's like what the award is for. So I was like, woo, all right? I don't say that to brag to any of you. I say that because I've been in a company that I am very aligned with for only 39 months, okay? It's only been 39 months. And if for 12 of those months, I just told you I've made at least $200,000 a month, do the math on how long it actually takes when you are aligned, when you are focused, when you are hungry, when you are driven, when you are pace setting, when you don't care when somebody goes, Bree, are you really on another call? Oh my God, why are we doing this again, Marina? Seriously, you're gonna, oh geez, you're sending out more of those messages. Yes, I am, because I am not done. Because I will tell you, if you can make $1,000 a month, you can make five. If you can make five a month, you can make 10. If you can make 10, you can make 20. If you can make 50, you can make 100. But it's gonna be up to you. The only thing that stops y'all from going where you want to go is there's something in your mind that is telling you, I do believe it's your ego, somewhere your ego is going, I'm only this good. My question is, says who? Who told you you're only good enough to make five grand a month? Who set a standard that you can only make 20 grand a month? The limit in network marketing literally does not exist. It does not exist. 
So those of you who are so sick and tired of being stuck in a career where you're stuck making $35,000 or you're stuck making $50,000, you're stuck even making $100,000, would you understand that the people whose businesses you're building and you're like, no, I'm getting paid $100,000, that's great. Great. What if you worked as hard as you're working for somebody else on building their dreams as you started working on your own dreams? And what if that 100000 in one year turned into 250000 or 500000 or a million or $10 million? I don't know. Why not? You're spending so much energy and effort. And that's the difference between top achievers and people who don't achieve. It's a mindset. It's a decision. It's a I'm all in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out because I'm sick of building everybody else's life and not caring enough about mine. Y'all are all important. Y'all all deserve abundance. You have to understand the limit does not exist. So that's Jessie Lee in a nutshell. I hope that that was a nice little introduction, but uh, I love you all and I appreciate you.